Hello everyone, it's Trent here. We've come back and it's been a few weeks and it's my, my fault. I went on a holiday and I've been traveling and I've got, uh, we're into uh, step uh, podcast number two around relationships and I've got Felicia back and um, uh, we're, we're excited about this one because we're actually going to talk about how to get back into a relationship when it's done, dusted, broken, bent. Um, uh, how would you describe you? Oh, firstly, welcome Felicia. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So how would you describe your relationship when we met you? My relationship with Ben was absolutely on the rocks and Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. With, um, especially with, um, the anxiety and the panic attacks that I was experiencing, I felt like it was my fault and I was to blame for the reason why, um, our relationship was the way that it was. And I knew that if I didn't seek help or seek to fix or change that, I would have no, no, no relationship with Ben. It would be inevitable that we would break up, whether it was tomorrow or six months down the track or two years down the track. It was, um, yeah, it was bound for, um, yeah, bound for breakup. Down for breakup. All right. Yeah. Cool. I think um, because uh, when I started doing some stuff with Ben, mm. um, the, the fact that he was so, what do I do now? Because you really started to understand what you wanted and what standard of relationship you wanted. Yeah. And um, we have a little saying in our groups, courage to get in or courage to get out. Now I think people hold on to that traditional mindset. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to be married to your high school sweetheart and live happily ever after? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't that be phenomenal? And then I think, wow, how many like career changes have I had location changes where I've lived? Uh, how many, um, like how I shifted, like who I was infatuated with or whatever you want to call it when I was 18, like just very different chalk and cheese. What I was attracted to back then, I'm definitely not attracted to right now. Yeah. Um, and also too, from a man's perspective, I've done some reading where I, I really only felt like a man, whatever your perception is on that mm. at about age 38, 39. Like I was really only comfortable in my skin at age 38, 39. Yeah. So there's all these adventures to be had. There's all this, uh, stuff to go after and there's all I I like I I think that um, like my grandparents have been married for 70 something years and they're on their last legs but I, they only really started to like each other in the last 10 years wow like I don't even know I, I don't even I could not live like that no I couldn't either. And I think of people who I went to high school with and, you know, whether they kept dating throughout high school or they got back in touch. And um, I just, I'm like, haven't you like, and this is just purely my selfish perspective, but I'm like, haven't you lived a life? Like, where yep. have you been? And I think it's, it's great for them if they've found their person or if they've, you know, found their growth or if they're, inspired in that relationship but I I'm just like I just yeah I can't comprehend because I just think for me it's just like going back into familiarity and to yep. going back into what's safe and to go back into with who's comfortable 
Um, yep. and, and I think a lot of people, when they break up, their first instinct is to go back and reach out to an ex-partner or an ex-fling or someone who they felt safe with because they want to feel accepted. I know I did it. I know Ben did it with his ex-girlfriends and people like after his marriage breakdown, he started to reach out and wanting to make connection with, with people who he was already familiar with. It's a really good point because... Um... Uh, also a lot of guys that I've seen, they base their current relationship being crappy because of um, a fantasy they had around a two or a three day, three day fling. Mm. I think a lot of guys, I think a lot of guys and girls don't understand the key differences between lust and love. Yeah. I think also women don't understand that when men are in love and they lust for another woman, it doesn't mean that we don't love our partner. Lust and love, two different things. We would still protect the mother of our children and the person that we love is just for whatever reason in that moment, there's an energy or whatever it is. And um, uh, that's just one example. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, we've had a lot of conversations and we've got a panel meeting and I think you, we might get you on next Wednesday as well, because um, there'll be myself, there'll be Ben, there'll be um, uh, Dylan and Leon and the yeah. differences between like when we were meeting women, and, and all partners in the 90s and 2000s to now. Yeah. So uh, I fortunately never had to go on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> I went from uh, my marriage into the woman I had the affair with. Then I broke it off and I couldn't stand women. And then after three months, I met Jess or two months or three months, whatever it was. So for me, um, for me, it was, uh, I, yeah, I just didn't have to go through the pains of social media, but I couldn't be bothered having the same shallow conversations that you have when you first meet someone. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think people understand that you're really only 25% in, in common with the person that you're meeting and it's all values alignment. Um, it, yeah. So for me, like I'm so grateful that I never, ever had to go through online dating. So yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful that I did. <laughs> Is that how you met Ben? Yeah. That's how we ah, met. <laughs> see? Oh, I'm like, I, I've got some of my mate. I get uh, my little mate. Uh, I won't give you, give him his, I won't give you away his name, but I call him stupid. We've known each other for a long time. He calls me stupid. There's a backstory to that. So, um, and he'll send me a, a snapshot of this beautiful woman filtered photo of a girl. Oh, I'm about to go out and date with her. I'm like, oh, good on you. And then he tells me all the time. I go, how was it? He goes, well, I think that's an old photo because she's about 30 kilos heavier. Yeah. Like, yeah. What was she like as a human? He's yeah. Like, well, not what she said in her profile. And yeah. Like, oh, interesting. Because <laughs> it's so easy to hide. It's so easy to hide. And I know for myself, I, like I was single for three years after my marriage ended and um, I made a point of being single and I went on a hunt and I thought, you know, having conversations with numerous men a day was great for a short period of time. But then I was like, oh, I need to get serious about it. And I was in and out of, you know, plenty of fish for those three years. I think I went on three dates, two what of them. Is, what is plenty of fish? It's like yeah. a, it's an online dating website. It's like <laughs> eHarmony. <laughs> oh, actually, I shouldn't laugh because um, Jess got really pissed off when I said this on a, on a live. It was actually a podcast, actually. I said... Um, 
you know what? It's not about finding the one. It's about sorting through the, as many as you possibly can until you find a person that yeah. you connect with. Yeah. And it's true. I said, she goes, what are you? She's, gonna keep, she's like, what did you mean? I'm like, oh, my God. You're totally taken out of context. Because what happens is, and this is where we're going with our topic about getting back into, if you can't tell the one the truth or you can't give feedback to the one, then are they the one? If you've got fear to giving the truth, like mm-hmm. if you, can you bust Ben's balls now and know he's not going anywhere? Yeah, hundred percent. And and I'll I'll know the place that he's at if he takes it as criticism or if he takes it as feedback back. And I can see if I give him the feedback and I can see oh he's not quite within himself. He's not quite aligned because he'll take it on as rejection. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like. How, uh, it, yeah because his brain was like you know when that brain's overthinking it's like yeah. i know what's going on here now you can tell when he's running marathons in his head and it takes yeah. practice so 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 uh while you're giving feedback are you also looking for subtle hints to gauge what sort of feedback you give yeah i think yeah i think for me well i think you can always point the bear but poke the bear but i think sometimes you're the bear that you actually need to be poking so i think it's 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 acknowledging oh well hang on i'm giving this feedback is this feedback that's something that i actually need to you know apply to myself because yeah really interesting. a lot of these guys don't realize that they're stuck in such an energy that is repulsing that we need to have be the we need to get poked if that's the word you want to use poking the bear i said a lot of these guys like do you real like when when they give you feedback or when they bust your nuts that's kind of how they understand so when they're busting nuts do you get really rigid and start to stand your ground and stop being a pussy and they're like yeah i go excellent so that's <laughs> what they're looking for yeah all right it's not what they're saying and rearranging the filing cabinet because as you know look all right okay is it uh, i think i know this answer Okay, I'm going to ask you the question, all right? Okay. When you're hurt, do you mean the shit that you say? No. Of course not. Is it you or is it this emotional, scared, triggered version of you? It's this emotional, scared, triggered version of myself that, yeah, that thinks you- that I'm, I'm unworthy and really anything that I spit out, it's because I'm saying that I'm not worthy to have the thing that I want. Yeah, this rage monster appears and you're cowering behind the rage monster. So, Mm. and this is where I think a lot of guys, rather than, so I've worked out some strategies and I tried for a year, I tried for a year to get back into things after a relationship. Because I, I mean, like my habit was in my marriage, every time she pissed me off, um, not every time, but a lot of the times that she would piss me off, I would go and see a movie by myself just to cool down and eat sugar. Okay, now I was incredibly fit and doing my events so I could kind of eat what I wanted. But what I would do is um, she would really frustrate me and I'd say I'm going to work. I was actually going to a movie. So I'd do that once a fortnight. Um, so, and, but then what happened was every fortnight when I wanted to go to the movie, I started to create the negative or whatever it was so I could then just chill out and check out from her instead of actually having the conversation. So yeah. I would actually create energetically what i uh was unaware of which is i wanted to go and chill out and watch a movie and i didn't think i could do that and i didn't think that a partner would support me to do that yeah i carried that over to my current relationship so um jess is like i know where you've been i'm like no you don't i'm working she's like you're a liar you're in the movies (laughs) okay how did you 
how'd you know that? She goes, you create negative, you create negativity between us to go to the movies. Why don't you just say you go to the movies? Mm. I'm like, would you be okay with that? She's like, yeah, dummy. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, next Tuesday, can I go to the movies? She's like, yeah, have fun. Yeah. I think that's really important to have that, <clears throat> excuse me, that open dialogue too. And it's something that I, you know, that I, I need to recognize within myself when I need mm. me time to say, Hey, I need me time. Whereas I would probably do the same where I would create the drama so that he would avoid me. And then I'd be able to go and have my own, my own space. Yep. Well, we're really good. <laughs> Actually, you know, like Jess and I are good and bad. Okay. But we're really good as far as I've never had this and have I had more a, a, a deeper level of connection with previous partners? Yeah, I have. Um, was it a fantasy? Absolutely. All right. And Jess and I go in and out of connection and in and out of communication. And um, I know, but it's taken me three, sorry, two and a half years. We've been together three and a half years and counting. Uh, it's taken me two. it took me two and a half years to truly figure out how to get back into uh, a, from a disconnect. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what I realized very quickly was that if I come down into my office, I've got some anchors I use. Okay. So what I do is I sit back in my chair, I look up, I then twist my chair, take a deep breath and I go, I don't want to feel like shit about this. Yeah. So I walk back upstairs because we're in a two story house. Um, uh, and I go to her and I, and there's a few things I say. First thing I say, if I want to be a smart ass, is I go, I really appreciate your apology. Thank you. Yes, you were harsh. <laughs> yes, you were a bit mean. And But you know what? Like, I just appreciate how you acknowledged that you were incorrect. And so she just laughs. Or she's like, you're not getting one ever. <laughs> and then, um, then I walk over and I give her a hug and I go, like, what's up? What's going on? Like, are you stressed? Did you mean those things? And she's like, and then she starts to soften. Okay, so then there's that. Or like, I will, I'm okay with space. Okay. I'm okay with space. And then I actually send her a message and say, I'm really actually pissed at you right now, but I want to breathe and get back into it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then what happens from there? She goes, yeah, I'm angry. I, I'm sorry. It's me. I'm projecting because the biggest problem with my relationship is a problem. But the, one of the challenges we face is um, uh, uh, Jess has some limiting beliefs. She can't have it all. And I think a lot of people think they can't have it all. Yeah. Where I met her and she helped me believe that I could have it all. Yeah. Where a lot of people think they can't have the relationship and the job and the kids and the money and the whatever. There's always got to be one area of life that's screwed up. And I'm like, oh, and she's taught me. No, it doesn't. But she, as I keep growing and progressing, that's challenging for her because it's, it's like... She's done way more PD than me, like way more. She's three, four years in front of me. Yeah. So with, with that, it's like um, that can cause chaos. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that can cause chaos to growth. Like the, when I, I remember seeing this fragile Ben in front of me and he's like looking down going, I don't know what to do. Or like, what do I do? She's just so empowered. Like I, I don't, I, I, he was like, scared mm. he was visibly scared you did that to him <laughs> yeah. yeah but i never i never saw i never saw the i never saw the fear <clears throat> he was so scared yeah. like i don't think you realize how scared he was 
and he just would sit in front of me and he, he would just I'm fucking, I guess I'm revealing it, but anyway, who cares? He would just like shake his head and like, she's so, I just love her so much. Like he just, it hit him right where it needed to hit him. Mm. And then the question is, excellent. Have you, let's figure this out. Yeah. Didn't take him long though. No. Well, it's funny because I even gave him back his engagement ring and said, yeah, like that's where I... I, once I started doing this PD, I looked back at our relationship and I was like, you know, and I thought, this isn't what I want to say yes to. And he did say he would propose to me by the end of the year and he proposed to me in true Ben style, like on the 31st of December, (laughs) you know, like on the last day. And I, and I didn't, I didn't have any expectations. Like he said it to me and I just thought, oh yeah, probably mid next year maybe. And, um, and I said, and I asked him like, do you really feel like that the plan that you put in place, what came from an inspired state that you were like, yep, you're my woman. I want you to be my wife. Or was it the fact that you said, this is, it'll be, it'll happen by the end of the year. And you left it to the last minute. And he said, probably, he said, I do think that you, I want you to be my lifelong partner, but I do think it was the fact that we'd spoken about it. And I thought if I didn't do it, that it would be another thing that I'd said and not, not followed through with. And I was like, mm, well, I don't, I don't want to accept that kind of behavior. And this came after, you know, having to remind him that it was my birthday and, um, you know, like just little things that I was like, I don't want a partner of mine. I don't want to have to keep nudging a partner of mine to show me that I'm worthy. I know I'm worthy, but I don't need to, I shouldn't need to remind him that I am. I think what's beautiful right there. And then like as a, I think one of my skill sets in the coaching space is to pick up on every little word um, that someone's saying and then right bang, there's the, there's the issue. I think what you did incredibly well was, that you didn't take the the truth from your man. Like he gave you vulnerability in that moment. Actually, no, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you actually. Yeah, go for it. That's, that's crucial. Guys, if you're listening to this and girls, if your partner goes, this is not what you want to hear, but I'm going to tell you, and then you react poorly, right? Because then it's on you, right? It's on you. And you did another incredibly courageous thing after you heard it well you know what that's not what i want bang take it back so that was a beautiful decision i just see nothing but beauty there but if you 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 ask a lot of people without the emotional intelligence behind them and out, without building the courage every day like a guy oh, would say no babe like that was me being fucking spontaneous and all that shit man you're full of shit yeah seriously and yeah. a woman a woman will feel that shit a woman knows you're lying yeah she does. She feels it. She's energetic. She's like, she's feminine energy, baby. It is powerful. But even if, even if I didn't feel it, it would be all of the things that I'd learned about him up till how he's not, he's not very organized. He's very floats around in circles in, he, in his head. So it was like, I, it was almost like I almost had evidence behind it all to know that even if he was to bullshit, I would be able to tell that it was bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? And also, too, if you're going to call bullshit on your partner, you need to be able to, one, take the feedback on, 
from your partner. Yeah. And then if you are committed, help them see it. Yeah. Help them see it. Like, I, uh, I have a partner, uh, Jess will openly say that you can't beat me in an argument. And after about two years of potentially arguing, I just thought, you know what? When am I going to listen? I can't beat her in an argument. So now I'm like, I'm not arguing with you because I can't beat you. Mm. So what's it like arguing with someone that won't argue? <clears throat> well, I think it would it would opt it would be frustrating on one hand, but I think it's it opts for you to take the higher road and to go this you know this is the argument's not important and and to figure out well is this actually something that I need to be arguing about? What is it what is it that I'm looking to argue about? What is it that I'm needing? From mm-hmm. an argument. My, hap- my Her happiness is not my responsibility. Mm. <laughs> Some people will be like, oh, what do you mean? Like, I'm not here to make her happy. I'm not here to make her happy. Yeah. Imagine if, you imagine like a lot of people, I go, what do we go into a relationship for? What do we go into a relationship for? To give love or receive love? To give it. To give and to receive, I think. Well, if you're both giving, that means you're both what? What's the opposite of give? Taking. Or receive, I yeah, guess, receiving, or giving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, and I put you on the spot then. I did. <laughs> but the, the, we're there to give. But a lot of people with shitty self-worth, and I, I asked them this. I'm like, do you go in a relationship to give or receive? Or like, I want to receive love. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you've got no love to give, so how are you going to receive it? Yeah. And then I hear a lot of guys that start to grow in their self-worth and they put their partner on a pedestal, which I think what Ben did to you. And what happens is a lot of guys will give and give and give and give and give until there's nothing left to give. Then they abuse the partner. And then what happens from there is that partner they put on a pedestal, they're like, you're a piece of shit, domestic violence sort of, you're abusive. And then what happens is they start to play the victim and they hang out the sisters. And then it's, it, it, it's, a, it's an uphill battle because um, uh, to get back in, like you, you need, if you're going to commit to someone, like seriously, it is. I, I, I am so much more fulfilled in a relationship without the high, high and the low, low. Mm. I really am. And, yeah. and I would say there's more lows in my relationship than highs. Okay. Because trying to, we, I set such a high standard when I met her and told such a great story and, and was very giving in a lot of areas, but inside that was a lie. Yeah. That was bullshit. Oh, yeah. And that shattered us because she was telling me bullshit. I was telling her bullshit. I told so many lies about who I was because I didn't know who I was and I had shame attached Mm. to the version of the truth. Yeah. And then when it was all worked out that I was full of shit and she was full of shit, it's like, where do we go? Yeah. That's exactly (laughs) what happened with Ben and I. And I think when you're online dating with someone, you have more, you have more areas to hide and it's, and it's, um, yeah, and we had a really, like, he was still dealing with his marriage um, ending and, you know, renovating their house. And I was going, I was working full time and going and painting their house to get it ready for sale. Like, there was so much just, um, still so much open baggage that I was give, 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 give. And then once, that, once I felt that I'd given enough, I was like, yep, so where's the repayment? 
because I've done all this for you and I've done, I've been this good supportive Keep in partner. score. Keep in score. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought that uh, my ex-wife was my employee. Hmm. So you can imagine how I spoke to her. Yeah. But then again, she thought I was her, she, she thought her job was to manipulate men. Yeah. So you can imagine how she spoke to me. Mm. Like it was yeah. games. It was games. Yeah. And that's something that Jess will go back into very quickly. You go, you played so many games with me. I'm like, we both did. Like, mm-hmm. how are we going to move forward? So I think um, I'm very willing, for me, I'm very willing now, not before, but now I'm very willing to sit in the worst thing she could possibly say to me. Yeah. And no, it's not her. Yeah. One thing I did, and I started about 12 weeks ago, because when I met her, I, like, uh, Jess is, oh, she's, she's the hottest woman alive. Like, uh, she, I say this, and she's, but, then, um, but then when you get to know her at a deeper level, she's a country girl at heart. She loves riding horses. She's personal de- development. She's got her own insecurities and things like that. She's phenomenal. Um, but uh, uh, I'm prepared to like really sit in that space and take every bit of negative feedback and every challenge. Like, is that what you've got? And I never used to be able to do that. Mm. I never used to be able to, like, I, I never used to be able to sit there and like, I'm going to take it. Like, uh, that's what I think. Like, yes, I get, she chooses me to throw all the cats and all the dogs and all like you choose me like you choose to show me your worst side but that's actually the best side yeah like guys guys are like oh they freaking busted my nuts i'm like yeah but whose nuts are they busting are they busting yours which is your role or they're busting another guys on the side while they're with you like, what would you prefer? Do you want your partner out fucking everyone else and, and getting a needs met elsewhere? Or are you going to friggin' like, seriously, go and show them exactly why they chose you. Like, they chose you. Like, yeah. If guy, yeah, if they, they, you choose Ben. Yeah. That's a gift. Like, I just like, wow. This will, and the other thing I was saying too, I lost my train of thought was, the thing that I started practice 12, 16 weeks ago when COVID went down, I'm going to tell her 10 to 20 compliments a day. I consciously said, I'm going to give her 10 to 20 compliments a day. So I walk upstairs and she'll be on the phone because she's got her own online business. I'm like, fuck, you look good today, babe. She's like, I'm on the phone. I'm just like, I just think you're the most, like I will, because I get to a stage where I did not appreciate. Yeah. Took for granted. And I, First seven to tw- seven to fourteen days, I had to remind myself to compliment a woman that I met. Who I'm just like, wow! When my jaw mm. hit the ground, and the energy and the gift she's given. Yeah, it's that so, appreciation in the in yes. the in the smallest way, but being able to appreciate them on the on the daily. Yeah, and I had to yeah. practice that. Yeah. So if you're listening to this now and your relationship's on the rocks, firstly, look in the fucking mirror and take stock. Check in. Out of 10, 10 being we're on a honeymoon and getting laid every day, to zero, you hardly talk to each other and you're sleeping in a spare bed. Not that there's anything wrong with sleeping in separate beds. We do that sometimes if I'm late working late, so I don't wake her up. But 
if your zero is suffering and 10 is like you're doing the hanky panky all day, every day, and it's awesome and flowy and whatever else, like where is your relationship at? And have the balls to go up and say, like, let's do a relationship accountability right now. Let's mm-hmm. audit this shit. Yeah. Let's audit this. Are you fulfilled? And if the answer is no, okay, cool. How do your needs get met? Yeah. So important, isn't it? Yep. I think you did a big audit on your relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was actually saying to Ben yesterday, you know, like having, having my relationship with Ben, I was being smacked in the face with my, um, with the things that I needed to learn from my own marriage ending. Yep. It was like, this is my, my second test. And I think, you know, 12 months ago, I would be failing that test, but now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm winning. I am winning, not just in my relationship, but within myself. I have the type of relationship that I think that I've always wanted and that I think I deserve. And that is the communication. That is the balance. That is the, um, the choosing and the appreciating. And to get there, I've had to appreciate my and love myself. And I think when you're unfulfilled within yourself, you're looking to a partner to feed. You're looking to a partner to give you the things that you think that you need because you're not willing to give it to yourself. But really you need to, you need to go and check yourself in the mirror and say, where am I at? Am I loving myself? Where do I need work? Because you won't have the relationship that you want if you're not prepared to do it. Relationships also teach you to love the bits that you do not love about yourself. Oh yeah. Hmm. So, um, uh, and it's like also in, in our relationship and I'm a big fan of um, the way Eleanor Cardone and Grant Cardone approach their relationship. So they, she put out a really great book um, called Queen of the Empire or Queen or something. I can't even remember. Hang on. I'm just my audible. So what the, the nuts and bolts of it was, she was a television actress and he is a beast. Like he's one of he, his business turns over at 150 million a year in personal development and um, we're going to beat him. Um, but he, he, uh, he's hit like the guru for sales. Okay. I can't remember the thing. Let me see if I can find this book. I apologize. Let's just go there. Eleanor. Right, here we go. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. Here we go. Oh yeah. Build, uh, build an empire. How to have it all. Yeah. By Eleanor Cardone, E-L-E-N-A. So build an empire, how to have it all. Now they, uh, they, he's a, he's a sales guru, like number one in the world. So he took the opportunity. He fell in love with this woman and then he spent 13 months like trying to close the deal, like to get one date, 13 months. Yeah. And then after a while she started to realize that he is a beast. Okay. So she actually gave up her, role as an actress to have children and he just promised that he would protect love and everything else and be loyal and um which is awesome i'm sure they've had shit times and good times and everything else but yeah long story short she said and this is coming from a woman she goes <clears throat> i knew my role right i knew my role and she a hundred percent in that role he knew his role and he showed up a hundred percent in that role yeah. And the other thing she never focused on in, in that was she never, ever rejected him when it came to sex and things like that, because he spent 
all day out um, out getting rejected to come home and be rejected. And um, and it's not that woman needs to be in the kitchen and man needs to be out working. You might be the woman that earns more money and the man needs to be like whatever, or you both. But I, I think rather than show up 50-50-50, I think you need to understand what your role is and I think just show up 100% in that. Yeah. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean you don't help out. It doesn't mean you don't lend a hand. It doesn't mean you don't give input. You still do that. But 100% means if your role is the children and you get advice and feedback and help, at the end of the day, the decision lies with you. Yeah. If you're about the money, you get advice, you get feedback, you get uh, communication, but the decision lies with you. Yeah. So when it comes to the house, here, we both work at home. My business is a lot bigger and a lot um, more involved. So when it comes to the financial stuff, I make the decision with her input. I never say no to her. Mm. to the money i'm gonna say no but i'm just saying like we understand our roles and it's a it, it, it can be a bit of a power struggle at times because she's pretty empowered um but but it's got to remember that as long as we're in the right energy and the opposite energy she needs me in my masculine flow because she loves to be in a feminine energy but she resists the feminine uh a lot so mm. i need to be more rigid more masculine more safe, more certain, more secure, so she can flow and she can express and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's been, and that, I'm grateful because she taught me about that, Jess, and she showed me that book. She's the one that guided me to that book. And she said, listen to this. She goes, you've got a lot of like uh, Grant and how you work and how you push. Um, I want to have it all. I want the empire. Have a listen to this. And it, it really did... Um, change the way I, I saw things. So that's a really good book. I don't think a lot of people will connect with it, especially if people haven't shifted beliefs and haven't are really in a traditional mindset. I don't, I don't think you'll connect with it, but, mm. or if you're a real uh, pro women doing all having career, having babies, having everything, which I think blows a lot of women up. I think if there's so much pressure on women to be everything to everyone and they feel yeah. like they've got nothing. Yeah. But I think that they take it as an oppression of, from men that they're being belittled. But I think, you know, especially being being in the feminine is such a powerful, powerful oh, yeah. thing. But, but a lot of women think that to be powerful, they have to be in their masculine. That's where I've, that's where I've come from. I've thought well, like, emotions yep. shit. You know, my emotions are shit. Feeling is shit. I don't want to feel, so I'm going to go out and take control and be a boss at work. Well, the problem with uh, long-term decision-making for women because their focus is so diffused from all the reading is that women that are in really just masculine energy for a long period of time get very sick mm. because it's not drawing, it's drawing on testosterone. That's not very, very – it's fight, flight or freeze. Yeah. For a lot of women, women carry so much tension from what I can see. And uh, first thing we try to do is balance out their tension. Um, we attract a lot of women in to work with initially to eventually get to the men, which is fine. And when we, when women come in to talk to me, I then usher them over to Mel and the other female coaches um, uh, because uh, I think there's a, I think there's some power in working. If you're struggling with your masculinity to get in front of a really certain 
masculine dude to then for you to then flow and be vulnerable and all that sort of stuff. But there then comes a time when you've actually got to understand feminine energy. And I don't think women understand feminine energy. I really don't. Don't understand embodiment. Don't under, a lot of women are out of their body when they have orgasms, don't even know how to have orgasms or they take ages to orgasm. And we're not talking about sex today, but it, it's just that there's a lot of women that are not in their body. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a, a men don't get that part of this feeling of rejection is actually not about them. Uh, nope. Yeah. Nothing to do with the man. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And I think if you understand that you can't be rejected in your relationship, I don't, I don't ever feel rejected by Jess, but mm-hmm. that's, I used to at times. Yeah. <clears throat> not now. Come on, babe. How about it? No. Nah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I just stopped feeling it. I'm like, can I help you feel it? She's like, no. Like, okay. Yeah. I like my sleep. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll play the game until you get back into it. Like it, there's no right or wrong. It's yeah. just, I think um, you just need to sit with your person. Yeah. Really do. So if you're trying to get back into that relationship because, and you know that this is the right person and you feel like you're committed, you just got. I, I don't. I don't even know if there's a right formula. I think if you can just go away and work on yourself, and mm. commit to knowing yourself and loving yourself and inspiring growth, I think what'll happen is you both will rise up. And if you, yeah. you know what, if you end up going separate ways, you probably break up empowered. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you think, Felicia? Like we're we're about to wrap this up. Like, mm-hmm. um, do you think we covered all? Some of the some of the ground today, like like, is there anything else you think we need to add? No, I think we've done pretty pretty well. Um, yeah, I think you could talk about relationships for hours, and you could talk about um, you know, I think you could talk about sex for hours, and you could talk about all of that stuff. I think it's always a journey. There's never an ending destination. It's just always, always, always learning. Yeah, I think David Goggins says it really well. He goes, he never, ever feels like he's made it. And like David Goggins and You Can't Hurt Me and I spent five or six years in those circles and um, every day we're back at ground zero. Every day, dedication, discipline, commitment. If you're going to, re- you like, like, yeah, really showing up um, and uh, like turning the TV off, turning, putting your phone down, that sort of stuff. Like people do not want to sit with their own thoughts. No. So anyway, that's where the power is. Absolutely. Mm. Thank you very much for coming on to episode two for a little bit of relationship tidbit. What we'll do, we'll go from next episode. We're going to go from getting back into to when you're there and when you're both starting your growth journey. So what what it's like. So that sort of stuff. Kind of like what you guys are really starting to dip into now, going to going to new levels and new heights because I'm sure that can be really scary and confrontational at times as well. yeah and chaotic <laughs> and chaotic and be- beautifully chaotic yeah yeah absolutely yeah so, all right then thank you very much thank um, you Alicia. i look forward to talking to you guys on the next one have a good day